0: So last week, we began this series of uh, walking through or listening to this story of Peter and Cornelius and God's mission and between the two of them, and it came out of this conversation. For the last while, people, a few people have been asking me, uh, Jason, where are we headed as a church or uh, what's the vision or what is the direction, what are our goals? And one of the things I love is questions. I, if you have these sort of questions, I pray that you keep asking them I pray that we ask each other these questions. And then we begin asking, uh, Lord, where are you leading us? I pray this all the time, I'm constantly thinking, Lord, where are you at work, and how can we join you? Lord, where are you at work in our community? Where are you at work in the world? Where are you at work in this congregation, and how can we join you in it? And I, but I also wanted to, to come at it through Scripture, to have Scripture shape our discussion have the Word of God shape how we approach the conversation because we can do things and there are churches that do this when it comes to direction and where they're headed. They make really pragmatic choices that aren't necessarily God's direction for them. So I wanted us to come through Scripture to hear it. But it's interesting too because I was thinking about this story of of Cornelius uh, and Peter and and the Holy Spirit and God's mission to the Gentiles and, and how the Holy Spirit began working through Peter and changed his course and sent him off into this surprising new journey to mission to the Gentiles. But it's interesting about that is that, we, as we talked about it last week, that not only did, did the Holy Spirit send Peter, but it was actually at work before him. That it's almost, in some ways, the Holy Spirit went to Cornelius to send Cornelius to Peter so that Peter could be sent to Cornelius, if you follow me. But the Holy Spirit was out in front, that God was already on mission and at work. And we we realized this last week as we were talking that though we don't take God on mission with us. We join God in mission. We join God in his mission. And I was realizing this week as I've been reading further into this story about what happens between Peter and Cornelius. That when we follow, when we join God in mission, he takes us to surprising people and he produces amazing fruit. Let me say that again. When we join God out in mission, he takes us to surprising people. And he produces amazing fruit. Listen to this story or to the rest of it. So for those of you who maybe were here last week, we started talking about uh, uh, Peter's mission to, to Cornelius and how the Spirit was at work in Cornelius. Cornelius sent three of his men, one of his soldiers, to Peter to gather Peter and to bring him back to Caesarea, uh, a town in the Middle East. And, um, and so, But while they were there on their way, Peter himself had a vision. And it was this picture of, of God bringing down a sheet and, and all these animals were, God had made them clean. And so and then in the vision, Peter, or the visit, sorry, the Holy Spirit says to Peter, three men are coming for you. Don't hesitate to go with them. And so Peter does, he goes with them. Um, and that's where we pick up the story now. So it's, if you want to, turn your Bibles to Acts chapter 10, um, verse 23 through 48. Or if you want to read along, it's on the back of your bulletin. The next day, Peter started out with them, and some of the brothers from Joppa went along. The following day, he arrived in Caesarea. Cornelius was expecting them and had called called together his relatives and close friends. As Peter entered the house, Cornelius met him and fell at his feet in reverence. But Peter made him get up. Stand up, he said. I am only a man myself. Talking Talking with him, Peter went inside and found a large gathering of people. He said to them, You are well aware that it is against our law for a Jew to associate with a Gentile or to visit him. But God has shown me that I should not call any man impure or unclean. So when I was sent for, I came without raising any objection. May I ask why you sent for me? Cornelius answered, Four days ago, I was in my house praying at this hour, at three in the afternoon. Suddenly, a man in shining clothes stood before me and said, Cornelius, God has heard your prayer and remembered your gifts to the poor. Send to Joppa for Simon, who is called Peter. He is a guest in the home of Simon the Tanner, who lives by the sea. So So I sent for you immediately, and it was good of you to come. Now we are all here in the presence of God to listen to everything the Lord has commanded you to tell us. Then Peter began to speak. Now I realize how true it is that God does not show favoritism. He accepts men from every nation who fear him and do what is right. You know the message God sent to the people of Israel, telling the good news of peace through Jesus Christ, who is Lord of all. You know what has happened throughout Judea, beginning in Galilee, after the baptism that John preached. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with his Holy Spirit and power. And how he went around doing good and healing all who were under the power of the devil, because God was with him. We are witnesses of everything he did in the country of the Jews and in Jerusalem. They killed him by hanging him on a tree, but God raised him from the dead on the third day and caused him to be seen. He was not seen by all people, but by witnesses from God, or sorry, whom God had already chosen by us who ate and drank with him after he rose from the dead. He commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the living and the dead. All the prophets testify about him that everyone who believes in him receives forgiveness of sins through his name. While Peter was still speaking these words, the Holy Spirit came on all who heard the message. The circumcised believers who had come with Peter were astonished that the gift of the Holy Spirit had been poured out even on, on the Gentiles. For they heard them speaking in tongues and praising God. Then Peter said, Can anyone keep these people from being baptized with water? They have received the Holy Spirit just as we have. So he ordered that they be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Then they asked Peter to stay with them a few more days. When we join God out in mission, he leads us to surprising people and amazing things happen. When we join God out in mission, he leads us to people we would have never thought of. And he does things that are amazing, produces amazing fruit. So let's begin with the first part is the surprising people that God leads us to. Think about this about Cornelius. So we get a hint of it, of, we get a hint of it here in the story that Peter is telling, or the way he tells with them, he enters the house and he says, you are all well aware that it's, that it's against our law for us to even associate with a Gentile, let alone visit them. And yet here's Peter in this house. The Holy Spirit has brought him to Cornelius, who is a Gentile. Now, see, in the beginning, God had chosen the people of Israel to be a blessing to the nations, that through them, the nations would begin following uh, the Lord, that they would learn how to live. But over time, and by Peter's day, it had actually become the other way around, where the Jewish people, they despised Gentiles. They would, they would walk around, for example, Samaria. They would go around them because they didn't think they'd got it right. Everything about the Gentiles, most Jewish people would try to avoid them the best that they could. They despised them. That's not what God intended. And so here, through the Holy Spirit, he is sending Peter to the Gentiles. So you see that, first of all, Cornelius had this strike against him. He was a Gentile, but it gets worse. He wasn't just your average run-of-the-mill Gentile. He was a Roman soldier. And he wasn't just a a foot soldier, you know, doing his job. He was actually an officer. He was a centurion, over a hundred men. He is an example. He is the epitome of everything um, that was wrong about the Roman army for the people of Israel. You see for the last few decades Israel had been occupied by Rome. They had their own governor, they had uh, Pilate, many of us remember, they had Roman governors who basically ruled over the land, who co-opted religious leaders and stuff to make sure that the peace was kept. They were huge taxes, people hated it. It was it was oppressive. They were like slaves in their own country. Not only that, but the Romans, they were part of the ones they were there, they were the ones who hung Jesus on the cross working with the religious leaders of the time. So you can imagine what it's like for Peter, this follower of Jesus, who loved the Lord, to go to a Gentile's house, to go to a Gentile's house who happened to be a Roman soldier, a Roman officer, realizing that these were the same sort of guys who had killed his Messiah, who hung him on a cross. By all accounts, Cornelius is the wrong kind of person. Probably one of the last people Peter would have thought to go to to share this good news. And yet, here he is. We see God continually at work in surprising people. I think about the story of Acts. I think about the Ethiopian eunuch. I think about Cornelius here. And even before that, I think about the book of Jonah. was basically a whole book about God sending Jonah to the people of Nineveh, to the wrong kind of people. We find God at work in surprising people. And if we'll just join him, we'll find ourselves there too. I think about some of the surprising people that God is at work in our community. People who don't look like us or dress like us. People with dreads and tats. People with families that are broken, that aren't perfect. And yet God still calls us. God is out there in their lives at work, and we join them in that. We'll be surprised at the people we find God at work in. If we will join God out in mission, it won't be easy. And we may feel like well, I have nothing in common with that person, but we will find God at work in them, in surprising people. But here's the other thing too. Listening to this story, not only does, not only is God at work in surprising people, but He does amazing things. I mean, listen to this story. So the Holy Spirit shows Himself to or actually a, an angel of God comes and and speaks to Cornelius, tells him that his his uh, faithfulness and his gifts to the poor have been recognized. So he sends uh, emissaries to go get Peter. Peter has a vision. He goes with them back to Caesarea. And he walks in, and he walks in the door, and and Cornelius falls at his feet. He has to tell him, no, no, get up. I'm just a guy like you. And then as he enters the house, he fills a whole room, or he finds a whole room filled with people. And they're all just waiting there in the presence of God, waiting for Peter to, to tell them everything that God had commanded him to say. And so Peter begins preaching them, telling them about Jesus and who he is. And amazingly, the, the Holy Spirit descends. The Holy Spirit comes on these people, and they begin speaking in tongues. They begin praising God. And so Peter realized, maybe we should just baptize them. Why, why wouldn't we baptize these people right now? And so then there's baptisms happening. And not only that, but the people are saying, and when Peter's time to go, no, stay around longer. We want you to stay. I don't know about you, but I dream of situations like this, Right? I mean, think how many times where we talk with people you know, and we say, like, I, I, think, I think Jesus loves you. And they think, I don't want to hear about any of that stuff. Right? How complicated it is. And yet, look at this situation where the Holy Spirit is already at work. How amazing it is. People saying, yes, please, tell me more, tell me more. No, don't go yet. Keep talking. How amazing the fruit is. Hey, guys. <laughs> you need your shoes? Right around, Hunter. Here you go, buddy. So we realized that when we follow God out in mission, when we join God out in mission, not only does it lead us to surprising people, but amazing things happen. There's amazing fruit that comes from it. And I say this because I know it's not easy for us to go to people who look and feel different than us. <clears throat> you know, the, the people who dress differently than us, who who think differently than us, who vote differently than us, who approach life differently than us. I know it's not easy. But if we will join the Holy Spirit, join God in that, we will find ourselves in conversations, meaningful conversations about faith with some of the most surprising people. And then God will do amazing things in that. And, and you know, maybe, I don't know, it hasn't happened to me yet, maybe it will be one of those times where you go into a house and there's a whole crowd and they can't wait for you to start talking about Jesus. I hope that happens to some of you. I hope that happens for me. It hasn't yet. But I do believe that God does amazing things, maybe just on a different scale. Those times when we are a good friend, a, a faithful friend to someone, and maybe it's over months or years, and then they begin to trust us and the faith that we have, and they are interested in faith for themselves. Or maybe we're a faithful friend long enough, and then something tragic happens in their lives, and they begin looking for meaning or help, and we're there to encourage them. So maybe it's not always the Holy Spirit bringing you into a house filled with people who want to hear the good news. Maybe it's the long haul, the faithful friendship that takes a while. And then finally, someday, something happens, and they realize who Jesus is. And then you have this friend who not only is your friend, but now also a brother or sister in Christ. I say this because I know it's not easy to go to people who are different than us. I know sometimes it's um, difficult to relate to people who just think totally different than us. But if we will join God in mission, we'll be surprised at the people that we are led to and we'll be amazed at the fruit that comes from it. So this week, as we've been exploring or just listening to some about Peter's uh, journey to Cornelius, I think about it in terms of mission for us, in terms of us talking with our friends, and if we will join God in mission, we will be surprised at the people we're connected to and we'll be amazed at the fruit that comes out of it. But I also think about this in terms of of the mission and the direction of our church. You know, sometimes it will be surprising the direction God leads us. He might lead us uh, in a way that we least expect, but if we will join him in that, the fruit will be amazing. I mean, think about the, the Holy Spirit speaking to Peter and the Lord through a vision telling him to go to the Gentiles what a radical departure that was from the way they normally did things. I'm just saying this, that we, have this, we are ready for God to lead us in surprising ways as a church. Not only in the mission out in our community, but also as a church. And that trusting him, if we're joining him, the fruit will be amazing. Now I wanted to make this point last week and I forgot to, to make it. But I know I've been talking about joining God or joining the Holy Spirit out in mission. Joining the Holy Spirit in his, where God is already at. I don't know if any of you went home thinking or thought, well, that's easy to say, but how does that work? How do I know when it's the Holy Spirit? Or, I've tried that before, Jason. I've, I've tried to be attentive to the Holy Spirit, and just I don't seem to recognize it. And I began thinking that one of the ways that we connect, one of the ways that we are most able to see the Holy Spirit at work is, by, is through our relationship with him. But I think we are better able to see God, to recognize God at work when we're actually spending time with him spending time with Him in prayer, or reading through Scripture and reflecting on who the Lord is and how the Holy Spirit works. See, I think that, well, I don't know if you're like this, but I, I wrestle with living life so fast that I miss God where He's at work. I think I get in my head, I think I know where He should be at work, and so I go there, and, and whether He's there or not, I just try and make it work, I'm trying to live too fast, not taking time or setting time aside to pray to be in relationship with the Holy Spirit so that I know where he's at work. Because sometimes I think it's subtle. I mean, sometimes it's pretty obvious. Sometimes there's no denying it. But sometimes I think he just whispers to us. And if we're moving too fast or if we aren't paying attention, we miss it. So part of being connected to the Holy Spirit is taking time in prayer and reading the word of God so that we're in tune with the Holy Spirit, that we see where he's at work. So like I said, if we join God out in mission, We will be surprised at the people we're led to. We'll be amazed by the fruit that he produces, whether that's uh, out in mission or that's as a church and where God is leading us. We keep joining God. Keep praying, Lord, where are you at work and how do we join you? Amen.